Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by our great friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they are offering curbside delivery. You just open up the Giant Eagle app, and it is the Giant Eagle app, and they bring it right out. So you just roll down the window, smile, wave, have a mask on, show some courtesy, and then take your food, and then be off on your way. I'm joined from Henderson, Ten Hendersonville, Tennessee. There we go. Uh, is that better? Okay. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> By Ramon. And Ramon is not wearing pads, but guess what? Neither is anyone in the NFL right now, and they won't be having full pads practice until August 17, according yeah. to the latest information out of the NFL. It's one thing to not have preseason games. It's one thing yeah. to have us not have OTAs, and it's like, Moan, this is a different world now. Nobody's putting it pads is. on until two and a half weeks before the opener. It is, man. It's, it's pretty wild uh, for me. I'll say I get it a few ways. So one, guys had not really done anything. Even during OTAs, there's still a little bumping of the shoulders and pushing of bodies and stuff like that. Uh, for old guy in camp, uh, older guys in camp, I'm sure they really won't mind it too much. But at the same time, man, that is a stretch from July 28th to August 17th, man. That is a long time, man. But hopefully they get into a system where, I, I, I hate to say it, but like some physicality come out of it, you know, to where they're not laying guys out. But they're going to have to condition themselves because that is a long time. But I'm guessing it's one of those necessary evils that has to be done considering guys haven't done anything. You know, anything football-related. And I've seen some of the guys post their workouts. They're doing a bunch of body stuff, you know, like being in mm -hmm. cleats and running and turning corners while running and resistance bands and stuff, man. It's needed, but the anticipation is going to be crazy on the first day, <laughs> you know. But aside from that, that is a long layover uh, from what we're used to in camp, at least. And when you're talking about timing, in, in football, you're not just talking about cadence. You're talking about a rhythm of understanding who picks up what, who adjusts to what. And that even applies to practice. So I don't think a lot of people realize that. They think that you know everything no. the defense is doing in practice, right? And vice versa. No. Um, we think they know what we're doing. No, 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 no. Right, right. Exactly. Um, but all of that has to be uh, somehow simulated. Now that, I, I, without pads, I mean, I understand you can go out there in shorts and do a lot of this stuff, but you can't, you know no. what I mean? <laughs> and, and I'll just say this too, one of the biggest things that's the, uh, a determining factor of, oh, okay, yeah, we're in pads is Vince Williams and whoever else, Vince Williams and Devin Bush, or when it was a shade there, you know, the, the, one of the first periods that come up is uh, uh, backs on backers or uh, puck pass under protection or pass under pressure. We say pass under protection. They say pass under uh, pressure, good. okay? That's really good. <laughs> but it's the pup period. And here, I thought so, pup was just physically unable to perform. So what did I know? <laughs> no, pup <laughs> is pass under protection or pass under pressure, okay? okay. Blitzberg versus those. <laughs> okay, we get it. But I'll say this, from OTAs of picking up pup, to the first day in camp, a uh, first day in pads, picking up pup, totally different. Vince blitzing up the middle, which Vince is very good in, in between the line of scrimmage, man. I can't emphasize that enough. Very good blitzing, okay? And uh, you have a young guy experienced last year with Devin Bush, very good. And not only that, but 
fast, okay? They can blitz all they want to without pass on. Bam, okay, he get through, or not he get through, but he comes to a point and he stops. It's bad intentions when it's pup and pads, man, especially the first day in camp. That's going to be something to where if guys aren't ready after this long of a layoff, it's going to be some butts on the grounds either from the defensive perspective or offensive perspective because that first day of pup, man, versus those linebackers who love and die for that type of period, okay, is something that can't be simulated in uh, – what is this, the 19, 22 days before pads? Yeah. It can't be simulated. No, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's a different world. Um, we've heard Mike Tomlin say, and boy, this was a few weeks ago now, that look, guys, he was talking to us, he calls us guys, <laughs> look, guys, we've already lost out on 900 snaps this yeah. year. And he was referring to, everything mini camp OTAs the whole mm-hmm. deal this is that much more I mean there were yeah. supposed to be five five preseason games yeah. then it was four and then it was two and now it's this yeah and um I just keep thinking about how awful the football is going to be on week one and I don't mean the Steelers I'm talking yeah. about all 32 franchises I I, I don't yeah. see you know and like I say, you, you want to be in a situation where you have a lot of players coming back. And not only that, but a lot of quality players oh, are com- right. coming back. I, mm-hmm. I think the defense is, and, and the offense is in a really good like phase of the Steelers era right now. You got some young with experience. You got some old with a lot of experience. You have Cam Hayward. TJ is a young guy with a lot of experience. Look at Bull, young guy with a lot of experience. Then you look at the offense side. You still have Ben. You still have an O line that's intact. James is a young guy with a lot of. With a, that's a young guy with a lot of experience. Juju, same thing. Deontay, they're gonna bring him along, and then you just hope the rookies find a way to be able to splash in here and there because he's right. There's snaps. It's the only way you can really simulate what's gonna happen. I know that. Hey, man, this guy might miss it here or there. But in a game, if we get him more snaps, I mean, but if during the week we get him more snaps in practice, game changer. That's just how it goes. And they're 100% right on that. And I hate it for him, but the other side of me is like, well, man, the guys get an opportunity to really just rest this offseason with high anticipation. Because you know, like I know, guys want to play and want to do their jobs too. So the other thing that this makes me think about is that these guys, kids aren't getting on the field. People talk about Anthony McFarland. He's the one name that comes up. He's, yeah. of course, the, the fourth-round running back out of Maryland who's got the breakaway ridiculous speed, especially once he finds some space. Yeah. Tormented Ohio State. Uh, while Cam's not going to like that. Oh, no. I'm sure, no, I'm sure it will never come up either, right? Uh, he, uh, he, he's not getting on the field unless he shows he can block for Ben Roethlisberger, is he? I mean, there's just no – going to do that in Pittsburgh absolutely not and there's a lot of things that go into that so you have all the, the talent in the world but if you cannot I'm telling you day one Vinny versus Anthony McFarland it's gonna be number one showcase okay I promise <laughs> you that I don't think there's a young linebacker that's meant to do that other than Vinny okay and because Vinny's the OG he's gonna do it one time embarrass him and Mike T's gonna put it up on the big board and say hey this is why you won't see the field that's just how it goes. 
<laughs> he's good at that, man. But not. <laughs> but that's just how it's gonna go. So it's gonna be all the young the young linebackers against McFarland, and from there. He's going to be led by young James, who has a lot of reps. But also, you got another two guys in that room that still got to prove themselves, too. And that's Jalen, and that's also Benny Snell. If you can see, like I saw, he looks really good coming into camp. And me knowing Benny with, with picking up uh, protections, he's ready for it, but he's still got to go through the rigors of making sure that he knows that his position is as, as secure as he can block a linebacker. Well, hang, hang on. Now, you just – threw out two names there and said that they both have something to prove. Jalen Samuels, let's start with him. Yeah. Um, it felt to me from afar, from the press box, wherever you guys were, that as soon as 38 came onto the field, you know what I'm going to say here? Everyone knew it was the big red neon sign, pass coming. <laughs> okay. Now, at the same time, to, to paint Jalen Samuels as one-dimensional, is to completely ignore what he did to New England two years ago, <sighs> most of which was on the ground. A you lot guys, of it. Uh, you guys. Now, granted, you you. I'm not saying this because I'm talking to you, but everyone saw it. You manhandled the Patriots' defensive yeah. front. I mean, everybody saw that. It was just the holes mm -hmm. were obscene. But he hit them and he made them count. What does he need to do to get to the next level? Not the next level of the defense. The next yeah. level of his game. <laughs> Of his game. Jalen, uh, he's a huge talent. He came in as one of those quiet guys that nobody really kind of understood. Mm -hmm. And then you saw him get on the field. It's like, man, this dude, one, he has a little bit of a-hole in him, okay? he He's a savage out there, man. He has this stoic look on his face, but this dude is very intense. Getting mm -hmm. to the next level for him is going to be proving that he can run in between the tackles, hit the edge, which is what he loved to do. He actually yes. has more speed and people give him credit for. I'm actually excited about him. I love what Connor can do and bring to the team, but having Jalen as a nice compliment, and also, like you said, the other one, too, is Benny. Well, Benny's Benny is, different, though. Benny, Benny was running past you. Yeah. I mean, Benny, <laughs> Benny was almost all between the tackles, but that's what he enjoys. Yeah. Yes, it is. And, and, and going back to Jalen is this. He's a guy that loves space. Uh, getting – on the, on the field on first down is going to be huge for him, being able to, like you said, hit a counter, beat somebody to the edge, or if we got to run double up the middle, he's okay with that too. Jalen, you know, being a guy that doesn't run in between the tackles like that is also a plus for him. You, catching out of the backfield, being able to beat guys to the edge is something that's going to be very valuable for him, whether it's with the Steelers or somebody else in the future because – being a dynamic guy and not just a one-trick pony, as Coach Tomlin like to call it, is huge. Is a huge asset for for your pockets moving forward. Especially well, what about that position? What about Benny? I mean, can he add more dimensions to his game? I mean, we saw again. We saw highly encouraging signs, especially. Yes. I want to say it was against Cleveland late in the year where he just he just went up the gut. He he went yeah. right past you and Dave and Marquise, and and there he went. Yeah, Benny's going to be a guy, man, that's going to need touches. His, his, his opportunity to show who he is as a player is based on him getting the ball and striking out one or two times and say, hey, we got to keep him on the field. That arsenal of guys that's in there, just name the first three that's, that was on the team last year, James, Benny, and, and Jalen. And then you throw in the, the new young speedster, 
that's a dangerous room, but Benny's going to have to find his way to show that he can catch out the backfield, whether he be a screen guy, they think he's coming in for protections, but also that comes into the effect of you don't want, I'm sure Connor doesn't want them taking away his reps either. No, he does not. (laughs) No, he does not. It's a great problem and it's a tragic one at the same time for guys as far as their careers, you know, and I hope all of them stay healthy. Good luck, Coach Randy, on figuring out how you're going to create an offense for those guys. I was going to say, and I'm going to throw in respectfully here that we didn't even mention Kareth White, who also had some – well, I know. I'm not knocking yeah, you I, I know. No, no, no. Because that happens in this conversation because Kareth White, to me, looks like what they want Anthony McFarland to be. I'm not comparing necessarily – do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Because when, 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 when Kareth found – uh, space that was yeah. what he did what he did with it and I just think damn it Ron if, if this was a regular <laughs> training camp but you know what I'm going to say here because uh, this is you can see were, how if, it shakes yeah. but if there was five preseason games all we would be talking about would be running back battles because that's all is that's all preseason is. It's all running back battles, and this would have been one of the most fun ones we've had. And and yes. we're getting we're we're not going to have that this year. We're just not. And mind you, <laughs> mind you, this too. All of the, the only things you can hope for is if maybe you can sneak one on on practice squad, but you can't. Okay, you can't at all. And because of that. We are stuck, like you said, wondering. And there's 20-plus days before they actually hit the pass where you can go see them and say, hey, this is yeah. how this is shaking. Yeah. You don't even know. Nope. Not until we're in there. One of the fun things that I've been thinking about in trying to picture no crowd noise, or at least <laughs> no crowd noise in stadiums that aren't Atlanta or in Indian- Indianapolis. That's my cheap okay. shot on that town. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> We need a bell or something. (laughs) Jeez. Is that you would do this thing when it got really loud in road stadiums that I don't think a lot of fans understood, but you were really conspicuous in doing it where you would kind of rise up and contort backward and face Ben and, and let him know what was going on. Yeah. Please try to describe what that was for people and and how it affected your blocking assignment the tap okay that everybody talks about and i'll say this too everybody started doing it after i did it okay it became what is he doing till oh it makes sense why they're doing it so being in in away stadiums communication is huge because communication leads to the process of executing plays if we're on the same snap count everybody's good um, me looking back at Ben and tapping Marquise is one of the not everybody can do it and it takes practice at getting it right too and, and switching it up also and, and then even also on the road you get you do get to a point where you're like you know screw it if they know we're going we're going but it, it transpired because Cincinnati it was in, in, in division uh, opponent Cincinnati they used to do double barrel big time like all the time they would stack two linebackers in the A gap with guess who? With Barfick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They would do that all the time. But what started happening was we started picking up the double barrel stuff so good that they used to just say, okay, well, we know they're sliding this way, sliding that way according to what's the uh, – what, 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 how they're lined up. 
So they started bringing guys in, and Marquise put his head down between his legs, and then they will move. So Marquise is one of the guys, he points out who we have and stuff like that. He's like the, the O-line general up front say, hey, this, 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 and that. So when they started moving around, we had to guess where we were going on certain things, or, or they would just change up the whole defensive front. And Marquise had to get up, and I had to say, go right or something like that. So it's easier for me to look back and see out of my peripheral to track the linebackers. If I'm Marquise's head is down and I'm uh, looking back, he can be like, hey, Mona, moving right, or they've adjusted. Uh-huh. It's so many different like things that go on in between the play. But, but it was what's easy. related to how is that related to Ben? That's the part that I didn't get. It's for us. It's the, it's the snap count. Honestly, Ben is the okay. one as he sets the offense. Hey, you this? He's checking, doing everything he has to, and he'll look to me and be like, "Mon tap, Mon tap," and then we go. Okay, that's okay. where it comes. Ben. So it became Ben just lifting the knee really quick, looking at me. Me seeing him was easier than Marquise looking between his legs, trying to find his leg. Uh, and okay. on top okay. of that. Marquise, it would be times where we get one tap, Marquise come up, go back down. Get a set, and Ben would check a play or make an audible, and the whole time Marquise can't bring his head up because why? If he moves up, we're snapping to us, okay? So Marquise will wait on me to tap quick up and down. That's the separator and communicating the line of scrimmage. And also – I found out later that it became easier for the tackles. Well, the the slot wide receivers and Gill actually was the one that told me, Marcus Gilbert. He was like, I don't have to see Marquise's head because you're so tall when you go down. I can see you poking out, yeah. And go down. He's like, when I see you go down, I know know our cadence then. Wow. Now, Now, you do this, and we're running a photo of it here to to accompany this. it it's it looks first of all it looks like a twister position. <laughs> okay, like how, how you didn't hurt your spine doing this on a regular basis, but you also had to focus at the same time on a very large angry human being directly opposite you, trying to do you harm. Yes, it, it seemed like a counterintuitive practice. Like I said, not everybody can do it, and guys will tell you that too. Uh, Dave would just be like, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he would say, like, let's say if I was missing a game or something like that. Not me. That was one of the things. He's like, hey, BJ, that's on you this week. Like, that was one of the things because it's it's like to be able to look back. And then, you, you like you said, you put yourself in a disadvantage a little bit because I got to tap, get set, and then still be able to set and pass protect, pass protect or either have a run block. It's I just did it. It's one of those things where it's like I didn't really question it. I found a rhythm in practice. I was going to say, it just, it just becomes instinct, well, like a lot of this stuff. It is, but a lot of people can do it. And it's, it's funny, too, is when BJ would get in and he would have to do it like on the on road games, like Gil would get pissed a little bit. It was like, I can't see him. Can't or, see him because he's not as tall, yes. Yeah. I can't see him or – it's been times, and you can go, I think Buffalo game was one of those games where it's happened, or Green Bay, I forget where it was. But <laughs> BJ went to go tap, okay? And he he moved his hand, but his arms were shorter than mine, and Marquise didn't feel it. So oh, it was no. times where he, he thought he hit Marquise, 
and he went and kicks it, and everybody's looking back. He's like, "What? I didn't do it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, no. now, it's if BJ funny. had been wearing those cowboy boots, he'd have been a lot taller with those I big old heels, you, man. <laughs> or he'd have had a pistol in his pocket and tap Marquis. He'd have felt the But but seriously. That's one of the craziest things ever is is dealing with that. And I honestly liked it a little bit because it was like, okay, I get a chance to rest my legs instead of being in the stance the entire time. And when it's go time, like I go, you know. But you and, saw other teams doing this. You saw other teams. Yes. I can't say that's something I've noticed. Just yeah. in the division or? All the way around the league now. It didn't used to be like that at all. Everybody okay. used to do the uh, – some centers would go up and come down and – some guys just don't want to do it or they shake their heads real quick. A lot of guys now are, I say about four or five guys now are standing up, tapping and getting in their stance. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a different thing. When we build the Ramon statue, that's what you're going to be doing. In <laughs> I'm the looking statue. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs>